friends, and welcome to the Shellac Stack. Last time I checked, my name is still Brian Wright, and, and this is still the program on which I play 78 RPM records from my collection, a musical variety hour from the first half of the 20th century. On today's program, I've got a little bit of a theme going, and I'll give you the subtlest of hints. Henry! And if that didn't clue you in, maybe this first record will. <laughs> it was recorded in Los Angeles on February 4th, 1944, by Eddie Miller and his orchestra. The tune was written in part by Jack Teagarden. We gonna stomp, 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 stomp Mr. Henry Lee. swing parlance, that's a record that I think might be labeled a killer diller. (laughs) Hot stuff from Eddie Miller and his orchestra. From February of 1944, that was Stomp Mr. Henry Lee. And it welcomes you to this edition of the Shellac Stack. It also reveals today's theme. If you didn't catch it from our little subtle clue earlier, yes, 
This hour, we'll be listening to 15 records incorporating musical Henry's. No real reason for the theme, except that this past weekend I was cleaning a batch of 78s and came across three in a row that, by chance, included the name Henry on the label, either as vocalist, composer, or band leader. So I thought to myself, why don't I challenge myself to pull together an entire hour's worth of records incorporating somebody named Henry? But as it turns out, that was setting a rather low bar because there are very, very many records out there with somebody named Henry involved. I might have enjoyed more of a challenge if I had sought out an hour's worth of records by people named, I don't know, Rosalind. (laughs) Anyway, I did manage to find 15 records incorporating people named Henry and quite a few more besides, but we're going to limit ourselves to the time we have. In case you were wondering, the name Henry is the English variant of a name that goes all the way back to 8th century German, where it was Heinrichs, coming from the words Heim meaning home and Rick meaning ruler. So as you might imagine, Henry has been a common name for kings and other royalty through the ages. It also exists in many, many different variants and many different languages. You might be familiar with Enrico or Enrique, or perhaps some of the nicknames like Harry or Hank, or female variants like Henrietta or Harriet. I thought about trying to incorporate some of those variants on today's program, but because there are so many things to choose from, I opted for a more strict approach, so we'll be listening only to people whose names appeared on the label as Henry. To start off this first set, we'll hear from Henry Bussey's Buzzards, a Victor record from September of 1925. They're playing a Fred Rose tune, which is called Red Hot Henry Brown. So a double dose of Henry on this first record. After that, we'll hear from Henry Santry and his Cameo Record Orchestra from 1924, a tune called Baby, What Is Your Name? As if we didn't know. Thank you. 
Nene, como te llamas? <laughs> Reads the Spanish translation on the label of that record. In English, it's Baby, what is your name? Henry Santry and his Cameo Record Orchestra, as you might imagine, that's on the Cameo label, record number 598, recorded in New York in September of 1924. Before that, from September of 1925, we heard from Bussy's Buzzards, a little offshoot of the Paul Whiteman band directed by trumpeter Henry Bussy. The tune was Red Hot Henry Brown, composed by Fred Rose. That was Victor 19782. Okay, I've got a couple more band leaders named Henry up for you next. We'll start with Henry Biagini and his orchestra. He made a dozen or so recordings for the American Record Corporation in the mid-1930s. Early on, he was billed as Henry Biagini. Later on, it became Hank Biagini on the label. This one does say Henry, though. It's Melotone 13363 from March of 1935. Bob Godet is the vocalist on a song called I'm Lost for Words. We'll follow that with a band leader from the mid-1940s who had a really interesting band. It's a shame he's not better remembered. Henry Jerome and his orchestra. On the Davis label from 1946, Bill Collier will sing It Couldn't Be True, or Could It? We'll start off now with Henry Biagini and his orchestra, I'm Lost for Words. Thank you. 
said that someone saw you out last night Somebody said that someone held you awfully tight Somebody was mistaken for it can't be right It couldn't be true, it couldn't be true Or could it, could it Somebody said they heard you telling someone new All of the little love words that you told me to I wouldn't doubt you darling I believe in you It couldn't be true It couldn't be true Or could it Somebody said they heard you telling someone new All of the little love words that you told me too I wouldn't doubt you darling, I believe in you It couldn't be true, it couldn't be true, oh no It couldn't be true, oh could it record looks to be in excellent condition. Unfortunately, the rather hazy sound is a result of the gritty, grainy shellac that it's pressed in. It's probably recycled material, and it's just about all that was available to many independent labels in the years just after World War II. That was on the Davis label, run by impresario Joe Davis, who had his hands in so many facets of the music business in the 1930s and 40s as composer, as publisher, as recording artist, as label owner. This is an interesting story that I might want to get into on one of these programs. Anyway, that was Henry Jerome and his orchestra. The song was It Couldn't Be True, or Could It? Composed by Sylvia D. and Sidney Lipman. Bill Collier was the vocalist. Henry Jerome was born in New York in 1917, found his first major work as a band leader on a cruise ship in the early 1930s, By the 1940s, he had settled down in the New York area, was broadcasting regularly over the radio, making recordings for little labels like Joe Davis. And by the 1950s, had worked his way up to A&R director at Coral Records, a DECA subsidiary, and would stay there well through the 1960s. Henry Jerome died in 2011. Before that, we heard from Henry Biagini and his orchestra, a melatone record from March 11, 1935, I'm lost for words. Well, we've got probably the oldest Henry on today's program represented in this next record. It's the English Singers, a Roy Croft 78. I've played some of these on past programs. From 1928, the English Singers will sing, imagine that, The Three Fairies by Henry Purcell, a well-known British composer of the late 17th century. After that, we'll hear from Frank Crummett, a record he made in 1927 of a tune by Henry Clay Work called Kingdom Coming and the Year of 
Jubilo. First up, here are the English singers. When the cock begins to crow, 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 when the embers leave to blow, and the owl cries to
lonesome living in the log house on the lawn. They move their things to masses for to keep it while he's gone. There's wine and cider in the kitchen and the darkies, they'll have some. I suppose they'll all be confiscated when the Lincoln soldiers come. Oh, the master run, ha, 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 and the darkies say, ho, ho, ho. Well, it must be now the kingdom's coming and the year of We started that pairing with The English Singers, a Roycroft 78 from 1928, Henry Purcell's work, The Three Fairies, and after that we heard Frank Crummett sing Kingdom Coming and the Year of Jubilo, a 1927 recording of a tune that goes all the way back to 1863. It was composed by Henry Clay Work, and Frank Crummett's version retains the original dialect and some objectionable language but I feel I should point out that Henry Clay Work, who came from Connecticut, was himself an active abolitionist and Union supporter during the Civil War. His family's home even became a stop on the Underground Railroad, helping runaway slaves get to Canada, and for that, his father was even imprisoned at one time. Henry Clay Work, I would argue, is one of the most important American songsmiths of the 19th century, probably a little behind Stephen Foster, but still, he wrote tunes like that one, Kingdom Coming, Come Home Father, you may know it as Father, Dear Father, Come Home With Me Now. He also composed Marching Through Georgia, Grandfather's Clock, and something in 1868 called The Ship That Never Returned. And here we have a nice little segue into our next record, because The Ship That Never Returned had a melody that was later recycled for a song called The Wreck on the Southern Old 97, which was recorded by Henry Witter, in December of 1923 for OK Records. It was soon covered by Vernon Dalhart, who had a runaway hit with it, if you'll pardon the expression. <laughs> I didn't even plan that. Uh, but Vernon Dalhart's version became so popular that Victor re-recorded it once electrical recording came in, and it must have sold just hundreds of thousands of copies based on the number of copies that turn up today. Anyway, we're going to hear Henry Witter's original, keeping with our Henry theme, OK 40015, from 1923. My copy's a little rough, but it's still listenable. Here it is, The Wreck on the Southern Old 97, borrowing the tune by Henry Clay Work for The Ship That Never Returned. Thank you. 
medley of reels played by L.P. Baxter on the dulcimer, accompanied by Henry Ford's old-fashioned dance orchestra that was Columbia 556-D, recorded in New York on January 15, 1926. Before that, from December 10th of 1923, we heard Henry Witter and his rendition of The Wreck on the Southern Old 97, OK 40015. That record has a lot of sentimental value for me. I remember being a kid in elementary school and my father came to me one day and said he had a couple of records for me. They had come out of the house of my great aunt who was then entering a nursing home. She wanted me to have them because she knew of my interest in records and old music. There were three records that I remember distinctly. One was Paul Whiteman's 12-inch record of When Day Is Done. Another one was Homer Roadheaver's record of Life's Railway to Heaven. And then there was this one, Henry Witter's recording of The Wreck on the Southern Old 97. And my battered copy is that one that I got back in elementary school. It also has some sentimental value because the lyrics reference Lynchburg, Virginia, which is where I grew up. The Wreck of the Southern 97 occurred back in 1903, just outside of Lynchburg, Virginia. Back to some dance band leaders named Henry Now. First up, Henry Halstead and his orchestra, a Victor record from May of 1927, recorded out in Los Angeles. The song by Seymour Simons and Richard A. Whiting is Rosy Cheeks. Thank you. 
a couple more band-leading Henrys, beginning with popular West Coast band leader Henry Halstead and his orchestra. They recorded Rosy Cheeks for the Victor label in Los Angeles on May 16, 1927. And then we heard from a Cincinnati-based band leader of the late 20s and early 30s, Henry Thies and his Hotel Sinton Orchestra. They traveled over to Chicago in January of 1929 to record Sweet Liza, although it's spelled on the label as L-I-S-A. It was written by Walter Hirsch and Milton Samuels. That was Victor 21890. My name is Brian Wright. You're listening to The Shellac Stack. If you're enjoying the program and you'd like to drop me an email, my address is shellacstack at gmail.com. Again, that's shellacstack at gmail.com. I welcome your comments, suggestions, any requests that you may have, shellacstack at gmail.com. And be sure to visit the website, www.shellacstack.com. Okay, in this next set, we're going to hear three singing Henrys, beginning with a record made in 1926 by Henry Burr. It's called Somebody's Lonely. Thank you. 
sometimes I wonder why I spend my lonely hours dreaming of a song. The melody haunts my reverie, and once again I am with you. When our love was new, and each kiss an inspiration. Oh, but that was long ago. Now my consolation is in the stardust of a song beside a garden wall. When stars were bright, I held you in my arms. The nightingale sang a fairy tale of paradise where roses grew. And though I dream in vain, in my heart it will remain my stardust melody, the melody of love's refrain.
nice, nice swing rendition of Rosetta, written by Earl Hines. That was Henry Red Allen singing and conducting his orchestra in April of 1935. Lovely sax solo in there from Chew Berry, who was spelled on the label C-H-O-O. <laughs> Before that, Henry Wells was the uncredited vocalist with Jimmy Lunsford's orchestra, a Decca record from 1934, Stardust. And we started the set with Henry Burr singing with Roger Wolf Kahn's orchestra in 1926, Somebody's Lonely. We've got time for one more record on today's program. Here's Henry Levine and his Dixieland octet of NBC's Chamber Music Society of Lower Basin Street. One of the best known of our native chamber works is the Farewell Blues, expressing as it does the tender sentiment of parting, which is probably best summed up in the poetic expression, quote, Take it on the lamb, you lug, unquote. Dr. Levine and his Basin Street Dixieland Philharmonic of eight illustrious jerks will now interpret this work. Listen particularly for a clarinet solo, which is unusual in a rather low sort of way. When you turn this record over, you will find our own Mademoiselle Dinah Shore carrying a torch as she looks for a girl named Chloe. And watch out for that torch, music lovers. It's really hot. Here is Dr. Henry Hotlips Levine, his Dixieland octet, and the Farewell Blues. that 1941 recording of the Farewell Blues, we reach the end of another Shellac Stack program. You've been listening this hour to records featuring musical Henry's. 
and I hope you enjoyed the visit as much as I did. I'm glad you could tune in and listen to these records with us. I hope you'll tell your friends. I hope you'll come back next time for more 78 RPM records on the Shellac Stack. Thanks for listening, and until next time, take care. Bye-bye.